With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. and Welcome to Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast. Uh, for me, you get 50 years of knowledge playing fantasy sports. From Eric, you get the kind of insight you can only get from a guy who's been at the top of the NFL stage. A top-notch quarterback with the Bears, Lions, and Chargers. He's been there, lends his first-hand knowledge to the things you need to guide your fantasy team to victory. Uh, you can find us on Radio.com, mobile app, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Lipsum, wherever you get your podcasts. Easiest way, perhaps, just go to our website, KramerandBrill.com. That's KramerandBrill.com. And the podcasts are listed on the podcast page, or you can find them by clicking at the top of the homepage. Just check it out, KramerandBrill.com. So let me introduce to you my friend, colleague, and co-host, Eric Kramer. And Eric, hey, week seven's in the books, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The uh, wackiness is on the loose right now. Hey, we're, we're halfway through, coming this week now. Uh, let's take a look at how we did. It was a week for some key injuries and also for players returning from injury. First, let's get something straight again. The Thielen Diggs predictability factor is over. Apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> for, for weeks of, actually. We wrote them. it for a while. Yeah, man. We, we've been right on target with Minnesota Vikings wide receivers. We predicted every other week the scenario that uh, for the two Vikings wideouts, and we're right on for four straight weeks. Uh, with that in mind, we said this week it would be Adam Thielen's week to Oops. shine. Diggs would be the less productive player. Guess what? Diggs, Just. seven catches, 140. Uh, <laughs> Thielen caught a, a pass for 25. Still a productive day, you know, but well, still. Well, let's say this. Maybe we don't know which one's going to show up, but one's going yeah. to show up, <laughs> at least. Yeah, and it looks like uh, Kirk Cousins has it finally uh, working for him. And we also like Busy Johnson this week. And as predicted, he caught four passes, 40 yards, and a touchdown. And that was good for 14 fantasy points, which in most uh, fantasy leagues for a wide receiver, one or two, that's pretty good. Uh, we like Cousins again, and for two weeks in a row, the band went off. You liked that. I did. I really did. I picked him up in one of my leagues, and I didn't start him, but I still won due to a muff punt on Monday night. But I'll get to that later. I said to ride him, and if you did, you got 337 yards and four touchdown passes and no interceptions. So there were the obvious picks, of course. Aaron Rodgers going for a total of six touchdowns, 429 yards. Eric, like Brissett, MVP candidate right there. Yeah, he is. You know, he might walk into that. Between him and Brady and, you know, and uh, and now Mahomes is down, that Mm. He might walk into that. Could be. So uh, you liked um, Brissett, Stafford, Goff, and Bridgewater. They were all solid, with Brissett getting four touchdown passes, Goff two and three rushing TDs, which is unheard of. And while Bridgewater had a pedestrian day, he still was solid. I liked Josh Allen, and two touchdowns without a pick was good enough. We both liked Lamar Jackson, and again, he ran for over 100 yards and was sold uh, on Deshaun Watson, of course, who had 308 in a TD. He didn't have his great game, but he, he, he had a good, solid game for you. We did not foresee the injury to Patrick. Mahomes. Nope. I like Garoppolo. Big mistake. I like both Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones. We can't count on the mount. Who saw the monsoon coming? Well, I was going to get to that. Yeah, the the thing about that is, you know, they scored nine points. It was a nine-point shutout for their defense, but you had guys sliding. Have you ever played a game like that? Worse. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, in Chicago. Was was, it fun? It was a Halloween night, actually. Really? And freezing rain. 
like winds blowing like 50 miles an hour oh jeez yeah it was not for a California kid it was not my most <laughs> I guess not. productive day even someone who went to school in North Carolina <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did much better on the running back side of things I like Leonard Fournette for over 100 yards he got 131 but he did not get a touchdown I also uh, said go with Chase Edmonds all he did was rush for 126 and three touchdowns and catch a couple of passes we liked Cook Eckler, who had seven catches for 118 and a touch, as well as Elliott, Jones, Freeman, Jacobs, Cohen, Carson, and McCoy, as well as Gore. Now, all were solid picks this week, with the exception of Gore, who did not have a good week. Uh, we both liked the return of Saquon Barkley uh, earlier than expected. All he did was get 72 yards and a touchdown and three catches. Enough said there. Guy can play. Uh, you got it. We were uh, not sold on Le'Veon Bell, and a good thing, because he was under nine fantasy points. We rely, uh, relay uh, that we didn't like any Jets in New England. Uh, uh, and of course, Sam Darnold was terrible, uh, terrible performance, uh, and we were right on the money on that one. So we said to say, uh, stay away from Gorley, Gordon, Mixon, and Williams, both up in KC. They all sucked this week. Gordon uh, continues to be a flex at best play moving forward. Guys we thought would do better were Carlos Hyde, uh, Marlon Mack, Devonta Freeman, Jordan Howard. They just kind of all went about pedestrian. How about Micah Hyde? But that return onside kick he took to the house. That was incredible. Just, re- and, you know, the defensive plays and even the kick returns. So, uh, Cortland Sutton, uh, no, not uh, Corderay. Who was the guy for the Bears that had that? Um, the return? The kick, kick oh, return. Oh, uh, Cord- uh, Cordero Patterson. Yeah, I, I get him and um, um, Sutton mixed up. But, yeah, it was it was wild. I mean, it was like a great cutback. And, I mean, there were just a lot of cool plays this yeah, week. That guy can move, man, yeah, for 6'5", really 2-something, whatever. He's just 230, 240. For wideouts, we were right on target with Marvin Jones. We've been pushing Zach Paschal for a few weeks now. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, Jones had 10 for 93 and four touchdowns. Uh, Paschal had 6 for 106 and two scores, while MVS caught a pair for 133 and a score. We liked John Brown this week. And Buffalo wideout uh, caught 5 for 83 and a score. Dede Westbrook we were high on. He was high on our list. Uh, six catches, 103, and a couple of rushes were solid, as were others we picked, including Tyreek Hill, Tyler Lockett, Danny Amendola, Golden Tate. We mentioned Busy Johnson, McCole Hardeman, and Cole Beasley. Uh, we added uh, the fact that we like Keenan Allen as a flex play and less than 10 points makes that pretty much right on. Uh, we thought Alden Tate would have a better week than three for 65, but that was respectable. We also liked Edelman and Dorsett on Monday night, and they were both solid plays. On the tight end side of the ledger, we were strong on Darren Waller. Can't get better than seven. Uh, for 126 pair of scores. Crazy good. He is. Hunter Henry, Jimmy Graham, Gerald Everett, Austin Hooper all had strong tight end performances. We said we could not recommend either tight end uh, and while uh, for Indy, uh, but while Doyle did not perform, Ebron did. He had four the catches. one-handed catch <laughs> and keeping both feet in was crazy. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's just kind of really, I think he's caught on again. You know, in Detroit, he couldn't do anything. Uh, he goes over to Indy, and last year he has this really solid season. And this year it's been kind of up and down. You know, they, they keep putting him and Jack Doyle in. And I, for me, my purpose, I would, I would keep Ebron in. I would, too. He, he just has some lapses every once in a while. So, you you know, they, they, but that I, tight ends. Yeah. Unless you got Kittle or Kelsey. I mean, that's, yeah, that's every true. week. 
You don't know what you're going to get. And, and, you know, and with Doyle, uh, he's had a couple of good games, but, you know. Uh, who else do we look at? We looked at, uh, well, of course, we like Kittle, but the team only scored nine points in that monsoon. And uh, as Garoppolo goes, uh, so goes the Niner offense, and evidently so does the weather. Uh, we we did like Kittle, though. Uh, we said to bench Hawkinson, and you should have, three catches, 32 yards. We like the Jags on defense, the Ravens, the Niners, the Bills, the Patriots, of course, and Saints on defense, and they all gave solid performances. No one saw the Bears, the Seahawks, Vikings, and Packers getting chewed up, however. I did not see the Bears getting which leads me right into my next question. Surprises and disappointments for you, sir. Here's I can't believe I'm going to put my emotions aside here just for a second and say Alan Lazard with the Packers. He had no catches, no production, nothing through the first five games of the season. The last two games, yesterday or last Sunday, he shows up with three catches. One of them, a leaping grab, just in the first part of the game. That was amazing. He only had 30, I think, what was it, 42 yards. Three catches for 42 yards against Oakland. But the week before, he put up three catches for 65 yards and touchdown versus the Lions. And we're at that time of the year now in fantasy where, you, you know, your rosters are kind of where they are. And if you're looking for guys that are kind of on the rise, you've got a Packers offense that's rising. You've got Aaron Rodgers, one of the best, if not the best quarterback playing right now. And looking for guys to produce. And here comes... Uh, Lazard. Alan and Lazard. we recommended him last week. Yeah. Yeah, because well. he was coming off that good game. We liked him. Uh, and we liked all the Green Bay. I mean, MVS is just, you know, I was talking to a Packers fan the other day. And uh, uh, I, I, I wa- walked up to him. I said, you know, MVS is great. He goes, who? I said, Mark. And he goes, oh, yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're all sizable guys. Like, yeah. like Alan Lazard, 6'5", mm-hmm. 230 pounds, and rangy, and I mean, We'll go after it. I think the other guy that I'd mentioned earlier was Darren Waller. Um, you know, there was no real great talk about him to begin the season mm-hmm. other than what was coming out of John Gruden's mouth. Right. And every single game, this guy shows up in a big way. So I'm a believer now in Darren Waller and the way they, they've they got a you know, John Gruden is a great offensive mind that will design ways to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. And take, it uni- uh, take advantage of what talents he does have. And I think they've got a great quarterback in Derek Carr. And they're moving in the right direction. The other guy I mentioned earlier, Jacoby Brissett, the first two, three games of the season, he was just playing mistra- mistake-free football. Now he's playing dynamic football. Yeah. And he's not, you know, not going to kill you. He's not like a Deshaun Watson where he's going to just break you down running the football all over the place but he can throw the ball well he's making great decisions okay here's where i my emotions get the better of me and thinking trubisky was coming around this year i'm getting texts all over the place on sunday <laughs> going hey we just got a text from the call from the bears they're looking for you to come back <laughs> i don't think they're taking guys like that right now 54 yeah, years old and all broken yeah, guys, down especially guys are like six foot right and, you know like what's people, that especially guys are like six foot right right no not like six feet six feet so, um, yeah, and I, I think that uh, Dwayne Haskins is another guy that, you know, people are calling for because the Redskins season's going nowhere. And I think that shows you basically what he's done to this point in terms of practice and during his play in the preseason. He just, even at Owen, whatever they are, he has not yet shown that he's that guy that's going to carry them even at this point in the season. You might see it later with four or five games to go. Mm-hmm. And, okay, we're not going anywhere with Case Keenum. Might as well get Dwayne Haskins right. going. Get but so play. far, it's not going to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Redskins are just so awful. I mean, it, I I can't remember a year when we've had like four or five teams that are this bad. The Jets, Miami, uh, the, the Redskins, and Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, they're just all. What do they have? Between them, they have maybe one win. You know, it's just I don't awful. Know. I mean, well, well, yeah, because two of the teams played each other, so someone had to win. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. And of course, two of them end up playing the the, uh, the Patriots early on too. Uh, okay, on the injury front, in KC, of course, it was Patrick Mahomes going down for three to six weeks, and that means Matt Moore will play. Uh, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver uh, Adam Thielen exited his matchup after suffering a hamstring injury on the first quarter touchdown catch against the Lions. Uh, Thielen says he'll uh, get an MRI on the hamstring where he's optimistic he'll play Thursday. Atlanta quarterback Matt Ryan injured his ankle, exited in the uh, fourth quarter. Uh, he was quickly ruled out of that game. We're thinking uh, he's he's thinking he's coming back this week. We'll have to wait and see. Of course, we had a trade uh, earlier in the day. Um, uh, Mohamed Sanu got traded from the Falcons where he was uh, either the two or three wide receiver, mm-hmm. depending on the week. And now he goes to New England. So uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, too. Detroit Lions running back, uh, Carryon Johnson, a knee, did not return after suffering that injury. Houston Texans wide receiver Will Fuller didn't return due to a hammy. Uh, San Francisco wide receiver Marquise uh, Goodwin was evaluated for a head injury. Running back Matt Breida cleared concussion protocol, but his eye was evaluated after being poked in the eye. Atlanta Falcons running back Ito Smith carted off and with head and neck injuries. Uh, saw this morning that he is uh, expected to be out a little bit uh, longer. Uh, Tennessee Titans and Delaney Walker an ankle did not return against the Chargers, and uh, Josh Gordon remains out in New England, so keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on all those guys um, and uh, the injury wires as you head into later in the week. I don't care what you say, or I don't care what Alan Adam Thielen says there's no way he's playing with a hamstring injury. You think so? Yeah. No way. No. Well, that that ups the digs factor. The BC Johnson. Yeah, thing. and BC yeah. Johnson definitely. Mm. Trending up this week: uh, Fournette, Barkley, Jacobs, Edmonds, Eckler, Diggs, and Elliott and Goff. Uh, trending down this week: Melvin Gordon, Mahomes, uh, Dalton, Gorley, uh, Matt Ryan, all the Atlanta receivers, uh, and of course now Sanu is no longer an Atlanta receiver. Yeah, right, so right, what Atlanta receivers? Yeah. yeah. So let's go to the waiver wire players you should be looking at. Uh, obviously, uh, number one, you should be looking at uh, Mohamed Sanu if he's available. If you want to New England? Uh, New England wide receivers have been chewed up lately, uh, and uh, he is going to probably step right in. in my, my thinking, we'll get to that game when we, and get your thoughts on that too. Atlanta backup Matt Schaub, a veteran, is one to watch as Matt Ryan could be out with that ankle injury. Uh, if he is, Schaub has been capable when he plays. He's been around a long time. In relief, he was 6-6 six six for 65 and a touchdown pass. Falcons running back Brian Hill is worth a look as a backup to Freeman now that Edo Smith is down. Uh, he caught a couple of passes and rushed for 11 yards in a limited role. And the fact Freeman could get disciplined due to a punch that he threw at Aaron Donald in the Ram game. Who in the heck throws a which, punch at which Aaron Donald? Which didn't land, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thankfully for him. <laughs> so you want to keep an eye on, on, on Hill. Uh, Matt Moore and KC uh, will get some looks starting in place of Patrick Mahomes for a few weeks. He hasn't done much, but he doesn't have to do much with the weapons that he has, uh, and he is definitely worth a look. Uh, we're liking Bissy Johnson more and more when uh, Thadam Thielen uh, probably being out. We recommend Johnson last week, and his role is likely going to expand this week. 
Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick in Detroit are guys to look at with the injury to carry on Johnson. We don't like C.J. Anderson, though. Uh, Kenny Stills, definite pickup in Houston now that Fuller has a hammy problem, and the veteran did perform on Sunday with 105 yards. Kiki Kute uh, looking better now that Fuller went down, too. He scored a rushing touchdown and got more action, maybe more in the future. With injuries to Debo Samuel and a possible slowdown for Marquise Goodwin, uh, Kendrick Bourne stepped up, caught three passes for 69, so he's going to draw some attention a little, but uh, maybe not a whole lot. Matt Breida went down for the Niners, so Tevin Coleman really stepped up, had 20 carries, and that's good for fantasy, especially with uh, that lineup there with the rotating uh, three-head uh, running back mm-hmm. situation. But it did mean a few carries for Jeff Wilson. Uh, Mostart is still nourishing an injury, so really the only play here is Coleman, despite added looks for Wilson this week. The Lady Walker going down again in Tennessee means both Jonu Smith and Anthony Frisker are uh, uh, will draw some attention. Both caught everything that was thrown to them on Sunday, but this is not a hardcore endorsement, just a note to watch these guys. So this is our fifth bye week, so missing from the action are only Baltimore and Dallas, if you can believe that. Uh, if you have guys on those two teams, you want to replace them. So let's get to the games Thursday night. Uh, Redskins at, uh, and Vikings at Vikings for Washington, even though it's a primetime game, there's really nothing to recommend here. Uh, they were shut out last week in that rain game. Uh, the best player on the team, perhaps, is Terry McLaurin, who had two targets. If anyone this week, it's him, and I would at least go a flex play with him. Uh, Adrian Peterson did gain 81 yards, uh, but a flex play if you must. Uh, they kept the ball on the ground due to the fact of all the rain and the wetness. Uh, on the Viking side, Kirk Cousins, for as long as you can bet on him, and bet on Diggs and Bissy Johnson, along with uh, Dalvin Cook. Keep an eye on Thielen's injury uh, if you have him or if you're you know, if you have, you know, you want to stash them somewhere. I definitely like the defense here as well. Yeah, and I, and the reason earlier I said you like that when you said mentioned Kirk Cousins is because not only did he say it last year after a good win, I like Kirk Cousins going forward this this year and all everything he did last year except for whenever they play the Bears because <laughs> that's just not going to happen for him. Um, but anywhere else they play, he's hot right now, and why not play him? He's smoking. He is. He really and, and, is. And I, as we talked about before, with Thielen most likely out, I think it's also going to be a great week for Stephon Diggs and potentially B.C. Johnson as well. Seahawks and Falcons, uh, another no recommend here. The Falcons are awful. That's even uh, with Matt Ryan. Take Ryan out due to an ankle injury. And, and if you if he does come out, that's Matt Schaub. I can't recommend anyone here. Uh, the only player I can run, recommend possibly Austin Hooper. He's getting stronger every week, and the tight ends are always good safety valves for backup quarterbacks. Uh, and for the Seahawks, I'm liking everyone, especially the defense, which really would harass Schwab, Schwab if he plays. Uh, look for Lockett in the end zone and often. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, Russell Wilson, I think, after having thrown that interception for a touchdown last week, I think he comes back and plays solid because that's typically what he does. You know, he's going to rebound. Mm-hmm. He's already shown he can do that. And he, even the, despite his, it was almost like Tom Brady. There's not a lot of weapons around him, yet he makes do with what he's got because he creates so much himself. So he's going to come up, I think, this week with some uh, heavy-duty fantasy numbers. Broncos and Colts. Okay, you sold me on Brissett again. Okay, well, I mean, I'm <laughs> not me. the Broncos. He's selling me, so if I sell you, fantastic. I also like uh, Eric Ebron again, and Zach Paschal, uh, at least a flex play if for you, if not more, if you got maybe one of the Dallas guys or something because you got a, a bye week. I still like Chester Rogers as a long-shot flex, but maybe not this week. Marlon Mack will get some volume, but I'm not sold on him against Denver this week. For Denver, I like Freeman, Sutton, and it looks like Emmanuel Sanders is back. Stay away from the rest. Noah 
offense. Still a good dynasty league fine, but only if you got a place to stash him. Uh, Flacco is a no play at all this week. Yeah, I just, well, you know, we've been mentioning, or you really started off with Noah Fant, and uh, I think he's a good player, but it's interesting how public perception in De- in Denver, and really any NFL franchise, their city, if as a first-round pick, what happened to the waiting guys, waiting for guys to mm-hmm. come around for a year mm-hmm. or two? If you don't make it happen in those first four or five weeks of the season, they think you're a bust. Yeah. But Noah Fant, I think I agree with you. I think he's a solid guy that's going to continue to develop. And he doesn't have a quarterback throwing him the ball. So get, you know, once that takes place, I think he's going to be solid. You know, Flacco's never been a strong tight end quarterback. I mean, even in Baltimore, it was, I, I, I never saw that, you know, consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, it may, and I, I know you're dealing with an offensive coordinator here, not just the quarterback. Right. But, you know, it always seemed to me that uh, Flacco in that division was more willing to go down the field uh, rather than, than take the dump off. And um, I, in, you know, you're in a different division now. You're in the AFC West, and they play a different kind of football than in the yeah, NFC and, North. And I think the familiarity with playing in Baltimore for as long as he's done and then now come to Denver, I think the change in scenery, of environment, franchise, city, everything has sort of negatively affected him along with being a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, so he just looks, you know, as we've, I don't know if we're spending an awful lot of time on this, but uninspired play is what I'm seeing out of him right now. Buccaneers and Titans talk about the ugly game of the week. Tampa Bay comes off a bye week, so they won. And against Tennessee, who knows? Anyone on this team could break out. Uh, I don't like anybody here. Uh, if you had to flip a coin, I'd take Mike Evans. I dare I say Jameis Winston, but yeah, only so. if you have no one better, right? I would say so. Yeah, uh, but I think Jameis is hit. This is, like I said before, I mean, there's he's going to have four or five games a year. And he's already had a couple this year. And this could be the game that he has the best one yeah. against the Titans. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know. Ronald Jones flex at best, but equal to Peyton Barber. Titans, wow. Uh, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> have at it. Why Ryan, not? Ryan Tannehill, Corey Davis, Derek Henry all had decent weeks. So as per usual in Tennessee, you don't want to play any of them this week. Right. Uh, the can't team can't stomach success. A mm. player with two consecutive weeks of playing good fantasy football, it doesn't happen with Tennessee. I agree with you. And I – but – the Buccaneers have surprised me at times this year because they've played better than what I was, was thinking they were going to. And Jameis Winston, too. I mean, he's, he can still blow it up with mm-hmm. the best of them right now, but I, in a bad way. But in a, he's also had some games where he's made you know, good, consistent decisions and throws also. So I think this could potentially be a good game for him. Cardinals and Saints. I really like Chase Edmonds here to get his shot again. However, really? uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. The New Orleans defense is playing very well, though. So it would not surprise me to see him get shut down. I'm saying play him anyway. With Kyler Murray getting most of the attention here, I'm believing Edmonds will get enough volume in the first half to make playing him worthwhile. I think this will be close in the first 30 minutes, and I like his chances. I'm not a Murray fan this week, and David Johnson is a no-show for me. Uh, For the Saints, I'm going with Bridgewater, Latavius Murray, if Kamara is still out. And, of course, Michael Thomas, his 9 for 131 was right on target again. And Josh Hill's worth a look uh, at tight end this week, I think. Yeah, and I think to go back to Bridgewater, I think, I, I didn't look it up, uh, but I know he had a great game against them to, compared to every other quarterback that's played the Bears this year. And, um, you know, he threw a couple of touchdowns. He made great decisions, threw the ball accurately, just looked composed and poised throughout. I think they're going to have – and then they got one of the better defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. So I think the Cardinals are going to be in trouble this week. And uh, I like Bridgewater continuing to rise as he goes. Bengals at Rams. Seems the Rams are back, putting up 37 on Sunday. The Bengals are So the apparently Bengals. the NFL 
in general, has not, <laughs> not figured, figured out, out the Rams, Rams offense. I know. You're going to give me that all, all, all season long. I know you are. <laughs> Bengals are the Bengals, so don't well, try I've, anything. I've so. made a few, you know, I've no. said some things. That yeah, well, actually, you're probably more right on to me this year. Uh, Bengals are the Bengals, so don't start any Cincinnati players, with the possible exception of Alden Tate. Uh, I'd be happy starting anyone on the Rams, with the exception of Malcolm Brown, who remains only as a backup if you could afford it, in case Gurley gets injured and maybe not even then. The one guy that I'd like to see happen in this game or get a chance to play in this game is Ryan Finley, quarterback from NC State, who right yeah. now is Andy Dalton's backup. You, you said that last week, yeah. But I think it's starting to show, like, their season's gone now. Yeah. So it, at some point it's going to be time to see what they've got in Ryan Finley. I can't understand Joe Mixon. What 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 is going on there? I don't know, but he did catch a touchdown pass last yeah, week. Yeah, but, I mean, just it's like – He's like almost non-existent. I, in this I offense, agree with you. you know? I like pretty much their entire team right now. That's but you're true. right. He's as talented as he is. I, it doesn't make any sense why he hasn't gotten going yet either. You know, it's just like I said last week. You, you target Levy Unbell once in a game. Yeah. You know. So, uh, Eagles at Bills. Uh, this is a tough one. Bills are for real. Eagles are trying to prove they are for real. Josh Allen may not be fantasy uh, relevant, uh, relevant, but he, you know, he's not going to kill you, especially mm-hmm. if you're looking for a bye week yep. quarterback. John Brown and Cole Beasley both doable on Sunday, and so is Frank Gore. And the way the Eagles' defense has been playing for the last couple of games, I'm betting Gore will put up 100 yards in a score. That's a good bet. Uh, on the Eagles, we said uh, we like both uh, Goddard at tight end and Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders at running back. We still do. Uh, as much as I like Carson Wentz, I can't recommend him this week. And Alshon mm. Jeffrey is faded into a flex play at best. Yeah. Uh, I can't even recommend Aguilar this week. Well, no, because uh, Aguilar just bombed last week. And, I, and Goddard, I think I like him only because I think uh, he's going to mentally needs to rebound from a late-game fumble last week. And... Uh, you know, against the Cowboys. So I think this is going to be, like you said, it could be rebound week, I think, for the Eagles. And, uh, you know, I think – but they're running out of options throwing the ball. You know, like yeah. no one – none of the receivers are really having great years so far. Carson Wentz has played, I think, under his capability yeah, to this point. Yeah, I think he's been un- underwhelming very and, much. But I think, you know, I, I'm not ready to write him off yet. I think he's very talented. So this, you know, this could be a week that he starts to turn things around himself. It's not like the Bills – are unbeatable, but they're obviously playing well enough to win most of their games. So, but I think this could be a good week uh, for Carson Wentz. Chargers Bears, you're up. Okay, man. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, I think uh, offensively and defensively, who are the Bears right now? I know. Last couple of games, defensively, they've fallen apart. Once against the Oakland Raiders, and then last week against the Saints. And uh, does it hurt? <laughs> Emotionally, <laughs> I'm a little drained right now, yeah. But, uh, and so offensively, you know, I, I hate to say it, but as long as Trubisky's playing, they're going nowhere. Yeah. It's almost time to go to me. To you? You want to go back? No. To, <laughs> in my opinion, I was about to say that I think Chase Daniel might be a guy worth going back to. Um, I know he's probably not their long term answer, but at this point, I'm not sure Trubisky is either. Yeah. And uh, I, I, before this season just falls completely apart, it would not uh, – I think it's in the Bears' best interest to make a change of quarterback right now. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick? Well, um, yes, but they don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick. But, but he's I, available. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, I, I, I guess, you know, I, I see the danger, in though, what you're recommending in that if you at this point switch back to Chase Daniels, who was – 
okay manager, if you switch back, what signals does that send to the rest of the offense and, and the rest of the team? I think it sent the wrong signal to the rest of the team to start Mitch Trubisky last week. Yeah. Because I think Chase Daniel was playing well enough for them to win. And even though they didn't over London against the Raiders, it wasn't because he fell apart. Their defense fell apart. Mm. So I think Chase Daniel, to me, is a, a better option at this point. He's got, a, in my opinion, a better command of the offense. Trubisky, just, I, fundamentally, I watch him, and he's never going to be accurate playing the way he plays mm-hmm. and has played. Not just this year, but last year as well. He falls off from some throws when he doesn't have to. He doesn't move toward the throw in the pocket in order to be accurate the way accurate quarterbacks do. He looked like Sam Darnold last night. A little bit. Yeah, very much. You know, I, I'm not sure what happened to David Montgomery. Maybe it's Tariq Cohen or maybe it's just the play calling. But two carries for six yards? I mean, where are we going with this? I mean, Cohen had three for ten, but 12 targets at least. If the Bears continue to, I agree with you, put the ball in Trubisky's hands, I can't recommend anyone on this team but Allen Robinson. His ten catches and a touch were solid. The defense seems to have disappeared. Um, it, I think it's going to show back up against the Chargers because Phillip Rivers seems to be less mobile than ever. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. it will return, uh, which means I'd bench Rivers this game as well as Gordon. I'm a player with Eckler and Hunter Henry, perhaps adding Mike Williams to the flex mix, but that's it here. What about you on the Chargers? Yeah, I. Um, they don't look as in sync as what I thought they would have by now. And uh, you're right. I think Melvin Gordon being out, holding out, has just in some way hampered the development of, of his own, but then also the way this team hasn't come together offensively as a unit I can't figure out why that's been so far but uh, uh, they haven't and so like you said I think Eckler and Hunter Henry are probably the only two guys I would play here Giants at Lions two teams going in the same direction down down right <laughs> on the Giants uh, start Barkley on the Lions start Matt Stafford Marvin Jones they're solid if if they can hook up for four touchdowns again this week. I doubt that, but you know, you'll love it if they do. And against the Giants, you know, that could happen. Uh, Amendola is still getting double-digit targets and Tyler Johnson is worth at least a flex look. Yeah, I I think ever since the Lions had the game in Green Bay, handed to Green Bay, I think they didn't I think it hurt them last week. And you know, hopefully that they can turn that around. I think it's going to be a test of their character. Can they rebound? Because they like right like you said right now they're going down the tank even though they've got a lot of good players on that roster they do so I think Stafford uh, you know I think this is what it comes down to can he be the guy that the team says look you we're gonna go where you go and he's like okay then let's go and then takes him there mm-hmm. yeah. Jets and Jaguars. Jets coming off a blowout by the Patriots. The Jags uh, coming off a big win over another terrible team, the Bengals. Uh, they look for more of the same, so start Fournette, Westbrook, and Minshew, and we even like Chris Conley here. Uh, the Jags' defense is tough, so unless you don't have other options, Le'Veon Bell is a possible sit this week. He scored less than nine fantasy points, although he did have 70 yards rushing, and that was his best this year, and he caught only one of four targets. So in two games, he's been targeted five times with uh, two catches. Uh same with Crowder, uh, but I do like Anderson. I, I don't see much else here. Sam Darnold's four interceptions and a fumble. Uh, just look at his eyes to stay away from him. <laughs> but, you know, you mentioned the Jaguars and how good their defense is, and they are. But now without Jalen Ramsey, how good are they That is be? a big question mark. So that yeah. guy, I mean, he came in in the Rams, and I think he stepped on the field, brought the attitude that he likes to play with, and it picked up the rest of the Rams' defense. Now that his attitude is in L.A., 
can they have that can they replace his impactfulness in a game with whoever's coming in behind him i don't know next man up and Panthers at 49ers. This is a tough one because uh, it's going to be a defensive struggle. Actually, you may want to steer away from the offensive players here. Certainly no one on the Niners is worth risking. And on Carolina, uh, you, you have to start McCaffrey. But I'd even consider him a flex play. Same with uh, Curtis Samuel, and that's it. Uh, Carolina is at least coming off a bye week and is uh, more rested. I think I agree with what you just put out there regarding the Panthers. The 49ers, however... You got to remember, man, last week they played in just ridiculously That's tough true. conditions weather-wise. But as we've been saying and what they've been doing all season long offensively, they are tough, man. And like we've talked about, their running game is solid. Their passing game is solid. I like Garoppolo. I think he made some fantastic throws last week in horrendous conditions. So I'm just the opposite, though. I, I would take all the 49ers offensively. I think they're going to be that good week to week this year. Based on the fact that it was a weather game and you want to keep the ball on the ground and Tariq Cohen got 20 carries, which is, you know, uh, or Tevin Coleman, excuse me, mm-hmm. got 20 carries. Um, based on that, do you see them maybe switching to that type of format? Um, or do you see them going with the, the, the three-headed running no, back No, I don't see them changing a damn thing because I think – after the game, watching some of the interviews of the players and uh, Kyle Shanahan as well, they all kind of had this smile on their face like they were, you could see they were relieved to win the game. But they were also like, I can't believe, you can't practice for what we just played in. Mm-hmm. And there's no, uh, they're not going to, they're playing San Francisco this week. That's not, that weather's not going to happen right. again. And so I think they're very comfortable with the identity they've been establishing so far this season. And offensively, they're a juggernaut. Raiders and Texans, in terms of fantasy, I'm loving this game. I have no issues starting anybody on either team. I'm loving Jacobs, Carr, Waller, and with Williams nursing an issue. Uh, I'd even look at Renfro and Zay Jones, even though he was inactive last week. On the Texas side of the ball, where to start? I mean, we start them all. Hopkins, Watson, Fells, Hyde. Just watch the injury wire with Fuller. But I'm really loving this particular game. This is a game I'm probably going to tweet during. Yeah, well, good, because <laughs> you're right. I mean, this has got all the marquee guys playing in, in one game, and the Raiders, I think, are, you know, coming. They played great offensively last week, even though they lost the game, and there's no reason to think they won't do it again this week against the Texans. Deshaun Watson's obviously putting up MVP numbers this year, and uh, I, this is just not only is going to be a great fantasy game, it's going to be just a great football game to watch. By, by the way, I just mentioned tweeting. I do tweet out sometimes during the game, especially if uh, some key players. Uh, if you want to follow my Twitter feed, it's at Bob Brill LA. In other words, B-O-B-B-R-I-L-L-L-A. And just uh, you know, follow, follow me on Twitter, and uh, we, we put out some of the stuff there. So uh, feel, feel free to join us. Uh, Browns and Patriots. Now, Browns coming off a of bye week, so at least it was a week to think about who they are and why they are not there yet. Hopefully they went on vacation <laughs> <Yeah>. and didn't <laughs> think about any of that. Walked away, go away, just go fishing. Do, do what Duck did for Pittsburgh. Go, go duck hunting. <laughs> you know, I like Nick Chubb here, but that's about it against New England. Uh, Beckham is a number two at best now. Uh, and aside from that, 
God, I don't like any plays here. Uh, this may be the second test of New England's defense, but we still like them strong over the Browns. Uh, pretty much any of the normal players here for New England, uh, Edelman, Dorsett, um, Sonny Michelle, maybe we're starting as well. You know, keep an eye on Josh Gordon to see if his injury status uh, impacts Jacoby Myers playing again. And Ben Watson, it seems like a likable play. I mean, uh, you know, Ben Watson's an older guy, actually sort of half I did, retired, and then came off suspension and came back, got cut, got resigned. You know, it's like I he may be the guy that, you know, going down the stretch, if going into week eight, Gronk mm-hmm. hasn't come back yet. He's still sitting in the booth. So far. Uh, we'll see so what happens. Far, yeah, but, but he's uh, getting warmed up, though. Yeah, you think so? I think so, uh, yeah. I think he's coming back this year. Too many people have talked about this as the season's gone on for – that not to be the case. He's well rested. I, I gotta believe he's at least thinking about it. <laughs> um, yeah, right. And you know, kind of the way I look at this game is the opposite of uh, what was it? The Lions, who are they playing this week? Uh, where you said two teams going in the same direction? With oh, um, yeah, the Giants. The Giants, where you've got two teams going in completely different directions. Cleveland, who was supposed to be going to the Super Bowl, so I heard, mm-hmm. p- to begin the season, they're going nowhere. The Patriots are, again, undefeated at this point. Welcome to the NFL. And this is going to be an absolute slaughter by New England over the Cleveland Browns. I think you're right. And um, so, uh, but... When you start looking at, okay, well, if that's the case, then who do you play if you've got the Patriots? I don't know. Fantasy-wise, I don't know because it's always a different guy yeah. week to week. And sometimes it's nobody on offense. Yeah, so I, it's just I, a defense. I, like <laughs> 33 to nothing this last game. Yeah, so. yeah, and they've got the kind of defense that can put that kind of pressure on the yeah. Browns just like they did against the Jets. Packers and Chiefs. Now, this was going to be the glory game of the week, but with Mahomes out for more, right. it's an Aaron Rodgers game. Yep. So I'd be starting Jones, MVS, and Graham with a look at Lazard as well. But watch the injury wire on Devontae Adams. Uh, for the Chiefs, you have to start Tyreek Hill. And while I also like LaShawn McCoy and Kelsey, I really can't go on anyone else. Well, I, you can't name a guy that plays for the Chiefs that I wouldn't like offensively. Right. And, uh, and I think that the Packers, um, you know, uh, Alan um, Lazard, I think to me, is shown up as, you know, he's not there. He's not the most productive guy just yet, but he's moving in that direction mm-hmm. after only the last two games. That he's he's shown me enough skills that I think Aaron Rodgers, which is really the most important guy, mm-hmm. he's got to feel confident in what Alan Lazard can do, and I think that's evident right now. I, I agree with you. Uh, let's go to Monday night. Uh, I get the start. Cause Here we the, go. <laughs> Dolphins and Steelers. Uh, Monday You're night game. back in the saddle. Yep, Steelers coming off a bye week. It's probably going to be Mason Rudolph. Matter of fact, it looks 99% it's going to be Mason Rudolph. If it is Rudolph, I'm okay with starting him if you have no one better. Uh, the Dolphins are bad. Uh, Steelers D is definite a Very start bad. here. Dead, and and the, the Steelers defense is really good. So uh, even, even though they lost Stefan to it, uh, I do like all Pittsburgh starters here, including Connor, but there I saw he was questionable, but there was no comments on on uh, on him at this point. So you want to keep an eye on Connor going into later in the week, and I like McDonald here as well. I also like Deontay Johnson on Miami. I like no one this week. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a definite sit against the Steelers defense. Wouldn't this be a great scenario story? for the Steelers who to start the season you were saying they were going to be in the playoffs right then they start out and go four or five games can't win a game right now it looks like they might be talented enough and resourceful enough to turn this whole thing around 
and this could be the perfect game to keep that whole could very well going. be could very well be you know you you read my mind because i was thinking about that uh, the other day and it's like okay don't jinx it don't jinx it don't <laughs> jinx it <laughs> sorry about that no no you brought it up not me if i brought it up if i brought it up it'd probably be a jinx you brought it up that's fine so okay there you have it uh this week's fantasy football podcast join us uh, each upcoming tuesday night for a look at the upcoming nfl games you can find us on the radio.com mobile app itunes stitcher Libsyn, wherever you get your podcasts and the easiest way perhaps just go to our website kramerandbrill.com and podcasts are listed on the podcast page or you can find them just right at the top of the the home page it says click here for the latest podcast and uh just check it out kramerandbrill.com this podcast is property of brill productions and any unauthorized use such as charging for its contents is strictly prohibited we do encourage you to share the podcast uh, podcast however for free for kramer i'm bob brill join us next time for kramer and brill fantasy football podcast <laughs>